to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, Fantasy World? We are back with another episode, guys. Episode Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Cowboys (laughs) going to the Super Bowl. Come on, man. (laughs) Man, when you talk about before starting a show with good news, well, potentially good news. We are recording for our Tuesday drop today. Uh, we're gonna the drop. The episode is for uh, August the twenty fifth, mm-hmm. but we're recording on Sunday. And the the best news is that Earl Thomas could be coming to the Cowboys because the Ravens just cut him. Man, listen, <laughs> that's, that's I cannot believe that happened, man. Oh, now yes. he punching people. And all we need, knocking dudes bro, out. All we need now is for Jamal Adams to sock a teammate, and then we got Earl and Jamal next <laughs> season. <laughs> On the cheek too. That's what people don't people don't want to want to admit to that because we don't have to pay Earl Thomas anything really. He's he's cheap right. now. Yeah, facts. so I'm for that. But now y'all not getting it. And then as soon as the news comes out, guess who comes out of the woodwork to hate? Eagles, Eagles fans. fans. <laughs> oh, you don't want Roe Thomas because and even some Cowboys fans, like boys was like in our in in our mentions. Oh well, you know, Earl Thomas isn't the same guy he was. I think I think they just ago. don't want to get their no. they don't want to get their hopes up. But I understand that pain. I do. But you can't tell me it, I I'm say, you can't tell me that you wouldn't take Earl Thomas. I'm the giver yeah, right. of yeah, cuz. I'm the giver up rope cool. I don't care. I'm all I'm in. all in. Whatever they do that makes sense is good. All right. That's how, that's how I'm I just happy we, I'm just happy we I'm, might have more than eight interceptions next season. You know what I'm saying? Finally got some ball. Yo, I need have it. you seen all right? This not gonna be a it's not gonna be a whole cowboys thing, but I've seen some of this stuff in practice, Oh Trayvon Diggs look. No, no, yeah, and they're actually playing Ooh. the ball. Well, well, listen, listen. There's a chance that y'all might get uh Thomas, man. Who else is in the running, man? It don't, it don't matter, Mark. Nobody. It don't Stop, matter. Stop. He, I'm about to, he, he, yo, play for us. Hey, he Elway, Elway, yo, come on, man. You gotta make some moves, Elway. Let's go. Let's. Now you know, you know, darn well, that right there. All right, let's 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 get on with the show. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on your social media. You know what time it is. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fantasy's Finest. You can follow the host. I've updated my name, <laughs> Mike. If you're listening, we if you haven't been paying attention to our Twitter, that's, that's okay. But we've recently gotten into a cross uh, podcast beef with the guys over at Across the Cowboys. And Mike and Paul was really killing. First of all, I didn't even say anything about the names. <laughs> no, I didn't bring it up, cuz. I didn't bring it up. Mark, don't make me go play. Don't make me go play the tape. Listen, listen. Because it was you. You brought it up. He was like, yo, man, you need to change your name. Because Mike was going to your name up. Hey, Mark, I ain't going to lie. You did do that, Mark. Oh, come on. Listen, listen. Listen, I just I just and Mike Hey listen, I just made a, a suitable suggestion, you know what I mean? But but Mike, Mike over there at around the Cowboys, man, you know, shout out to Mike, blew it up, man. Mike did a revolution. He he was the Harriet Tubman for you to change your names, cuz, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> listen. Uh-huh. And then and then guess what he did later on? 
while he was doing on his rant. He killed. He K. did. He I was K, like, right? he missed the K. I was like, come on, man. His name is Nick Nut. Come on. N U X. I was like, oh, dog. We it looked like we all got bullied because um, my man Anthony kept badgering me about me having eleven in there. So I also had to update my name so you could follow me at Ace underscore ECA four, not eleven four. <laughs> and my new uh, Twitter handle is at hype underscore finest. So that's not as complicated as the other one was perceived Thank by God. others. And um, of course, you can follow Mark at MC KNUX. Yeah, KNUX. All right. All right. You know what I mean? Come on, man. KNUX. Yeah, Mike. Mike man. So before we get into the podcast, let's get it on. Are you in or out? Listen to me. Listen. Stop. Stop. I need to know what is happening right now. Okay, okay, you know what? Moving too fast. Bottom line, are you in or are you out? In or out or what? Mm-mm, no time for questions, just action. In or out. Okay, well, then I'm out. I'm sorry, Jet. Actually, you're already in. All right. Now, I was going to save this for when we did the Divisional Breakdown episode for the AFC East. But since we're already going to be talking about this particular player, when we do the division anyway, I kind of found it to be a little redundant. So we're going to do it now. Um, this is for, this is, this question is for, or thought is for uh, Le'Veon Bell. In a recent interview, he said that he was ready to go and show that he is still the best Le'Veon Bell that he can be um, in terms, in the NFL. Adam Gates came out in another interview and admitted that he was using Bell wrong um, during the 2019 season, he was feeding them the ball late in games when opposing defenses already knew what was coming. Are you in or out on Le'Veon Bell for 2020? Oh, man. When everybody <laughs> you know what? See, I, I, I think I, I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I really think uh, Le'Veon uh, should still be considered a, a, a top-tier running back, man, to pick, man, for real, for real. Now, before uh-huh. you keep going, I want you to know that there's no pressure. You don't have to say. I'm out. I'm out. No, I, I'm in. I'm yes. in. You know. You know. What I'm looking back. I'm looking back at, at. He's almost the same as like Adrian Peterson, man. Remember Adrian Peterson had those those downs. Uh, those down years. I think it was like uh 2016. Well, I think he was almost injured. 2017. I mean, he's had 500, and then he bounced back 2018 for a thousand. Le'Veon. I feel like Le'Veon's the same, man. I feel like I, I feel like I believe in Le'Veon, dude. He can have a bounce back year, man. Comeback player of the year, yeah. Let's go. I, I think there's a difference though between Adrian and Le'Veon. I mean, Adrian's an all-time great running back. That's You're not true. That's not Le'Veon. Um, I'm out. I actually feel like number oh, one. Man. Number one, Gase is an idiot. I mean, why? I mean, he admitted basically being stupid. Why would you be running yeah. the ball late? And most of the time, the Jets were losing. That makes no sense. Um, and Le'Veon, I don't think he has it anymore. I mean, I don't. Personally, really? I yeah, I personally thought he, anyway, he was benefiting from, you know, back in the Steeler days, from A.B. being able to be, you know, being able to create so much space. But I don't think he's really that good of a running back. And that's just me being honest. I, I, I. I... Wow, he's not good. Yeah, I think you know, man. You see, Le'Veon probably going to be. And see, the fact is, is that is he going to is going to touch a thousand? I, I really feel like he can. I mean, he's, he's 
Maybe I'm, from scrimmage. Maybe from scrimmage, right. yeah. But in terms of in terms of uh you know how the offense is ran is totally different than the way it was with right. the Steelers. And I think that's what a big it's a bigger point to that than Le'Veon's talent mm-hmm. as a whole. I think because of the the offense, everything is a downgrade from where he was when mm-hmm. he was with the Steelers. It's just from the quarterback to the wide receivers to the offensive line to the play calling. It's right. just not good. It's not good enough. And but he went and chased the bag, and now he's there. He got. I mean, you just look at his stats. He was averaging three yards a carry, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. didn't crack eight hundred yards, and he played fifteen out of sixteen games. I'm out on that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, again, it, yeah, it wasn't a yeah, good. Yeah, but again, like I said, that's that's the case of of Coach Gates, man, that he didn't use him right. You know what I mean? Right. Now says if 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 coach is like, okay, now we we want to focus on you know feeding uh, the ball to Bell, man. You know, at appropriate times, then yeah, he's he's going to crack it. He's going. You know, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Well, that's it for are you in or out. Mark is in on Le'Veon Bell for 2020. I'm not touching him. <laughs> With a 10 full pull? Nah. No, not touching him. But that'll wrap it up here. Let's get on to the news. News and notes from around the NFL. First up, um, AJ Green was reported looking like his old self, um, according to multiple teammates. Um, and then he tweaked his hamstring. <laughs> so there's that. But AJ Green has had injury concerns, you know, the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Is this something that fantasy owners need to be worried about heading into the 2020 season? No. Nah, I don't think so, dude. Uh, it's the same thing with a lot of these running backs we talked about in the last episode, man. A lot of these running backs uh, tweak something, man. Are, are, they, are we concerned? No, it's just it's just normal, man. They, listen, they got the best doctors. They'll be fine. You know what I mean? Uh, when the season starts, you know, uh, definitely pick AJ. Come on. It's, AJ's also in the, in the top tier of wide receivers, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't think that's, that's not a concern. Still? Yeah, he's still, I, I still think when healthy, he's a top 10 receiver. I do think mm-hmm. I, I do think that, and he doesn't play with the quarterbacks. All the other dudes can play. You know, D Hop gets to play with Deshaun. You know, uh, Mike Thomas can play with Drew Brees. Like Devontae got Aaron Rodgers. He don't have that. You know, Andy Dalton is now in the backup. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you know the the you know the thing circulating around um, AJ Green is that he's injury prone. But when you look at all the games he missed, really he only missed he missed nine. Uh, he missed the entire season last season. The thing circulating, I mean, uh, you know, going around with A.J. Green about his health, you know, he really, you know, outside of last season, the past, like, four or five seasons, he's he been playing, you know, in a, in a double-digit you know, double games. 18, he missed nine, and then 16, he missed 10. But other than that, 15 games, 16, 16, 13, 16. So, I mean, when he is healthy – He's a top receiver, in my opinion, top 10. I don't care where you rank him within that top 10. But the funny thing is, Jalen, is I don't know how his chemistry with uh, Joe Barrow is going to be, man. You know what I mean? And it's like, right. you know, you, you have a wide receiver core. The Bengals have a great they wide do. receiver core, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? For sure. 
You know what I mean? Is, is Joe going to have another? Is Joe going to have another favorite? Who knows? You know what I mean? Is Jay AJ going to still get love like he did with uh with, when Dalton was there? Who knows? Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's I got to see how Joe Barrow's going right. to do. You know what I mean? But AJ still AJ still going to be stashed. You know what I mean? But it's like it's like a, 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 a again it's another buyer's beware stash man where it's like okay we we don't know how the connection going to be man you know what I mean we'll see. That's true, and I feel that. Uh, you know, I mean, Joe Burrow is a rookie, but at the same time, I don't think he could be any worse than any dog could be. I mean, I could mm, be wrong, yeah, you know, but it's hard, you know, for me to think that Joe Burrow is going to come out and stink it up like Andy Dalton did. Mm-hmm. So, like <laughs> yeah. Will says, you know, based on hope, I'm hoping that, you know, that Joe Burrow will be better than Andy Dalton, but. <laughs> oh, look who's talking. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, we do have some training camp blues because there's uh, Jalen kind of what's the word? I won't even use it. Jalen talked about it in our last episode. The concern, his concern about uh, training camp and the lack thereof, the time you know players needed to get themselves together, and it's been a lot of injuries, um, some big and some small. But we're gonna go a little rapid fire with this part. Uh, Let's start with the Jags, uh, the tight end, Josh Oliver, who you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. in our AFC South ep- episode. Crazy. He's That's crazy. Season, he with a broken foot. He's out indefinitely. Um, the Broncos Looking like out. another Jordan Reed. Well, I w- let's not jump to conclusions. He, he, you know, <laughs> those are, a broken foot is kind of like a freak injury to me. You know, it's not something. Yeah, that that's true. Him. But you're talking about he's been drafted and he hasn't been able to play. A season, not even let alone a game. I mean, he played one game, but he got hurt that game. So I mean, he. We'll see, but you gotta give him. Hopefully, he makes it through training camp next right. season. And he, right. Uh, you know, showcase what he's about. Right. right. Uh, let's keep going forward. Melvin Gordon missed some practice time last week with a rib injury. Not concerned. AJ not concerned. Is out for a month with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Not concerned. Um, over in the Patriots. Jared Stidham went to the hospital for a precautionary test for his upper leg. The results are negative, and he did return to practice with a lighter workload. Okay. Um, and most recently, before we started recording today, um, Cam Newton was actually taking more reps at the quarterback uh, position with Not concerned. Good. Yeah. <laughs> being mixed in, and Jared Stidham was off to the side watching. So. <laughs> You know, if everybody's pulling for Cam to get that job, it's looking like he's going to get it done. Uh, I um, can't wait to that. I can, oh, I can't wait to the next episode. <laughs> the Steelers, um, Deontay Johnson missed practice Friday with a calf injury. Um, the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, tight end, he got hurt. He has a hairline fracture in his thumb, and one of his thumbs. Predictable. Not considered to be serious. <laughs> They're saying, like, you know, he'll slap a splint on it and he'll be fine. Um, yeah. Detroit's. Rookie running back uh, DeAndre Swift was sidelined with a leg injury last during last week. Uh, the Chiefs' Tyreek Hill suffered a hamstring injury. It's not considered to be serious. Mm, and then Nick Chubb was one of the bigger names. Wow. What do you say? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what do you say? Let's keep it. Uh, nah, nothing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope every listener just heard that. This man, Mark, is cruel. I got love for Tyreek, man. No, <laughs> probably because he'd be roasting your secondary. You probably said something. Yeah, like it. <laughs> All right, and finally, Nick Chubb, you know, he returned to practice after going out with a concussion that he suffered earlier in the week. 
Not concerned. Be fine and on track for him. Sure. And finally, to wrap up our news, uh, Ravens offensive coordinator Greg Roman was asked about the challenge of splitting carries among the Ravens' deep running back group. He said, "The more the merrier. We'll be able to utilize all those guys as, as we move forward." Mark Ingram, in my opinion, is one of the best running backs in the league. Over time, now the reason is the reason why I bring this. I wanted to bring this up is because there's been a lot of speculation on who's going to get carries after Mark Ingram. Is it going to be uh, J.K. Dobbins, the rookie out of the draft this year? Is it going to be Gus Edwards, who was had say, a Gus. pretty good yards per carry average last? This is it mm-hmm. could be anybody. Right. Do you think that there's going to be somebody um, that could be an RB two out of this group? Because to me, Mark Ingram is going on the cheap a little bit, and he's still the man. So yeah, I really think no. I really think they give the ball to Gus. You know, what would you say, Jalen? Okay. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, I was about to say, it's hard to like pick. It's a lot of options. You know, they got a lot of options, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like Mark said, I think it's Gus. Yeah. And and if, and if anything else, man, just, I mean, listen, this team is a perfect uh, for running back by committee, man. So, mm-hmm. you know, split mm-hmm. it up. You know what I mean? They got a running back at the QB spot, too. So, yeah, how I mean, about that? <laughs> that's true. He is going to be, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to take carries. We'll, we'll get into that a little <laughs> later. But, that's it for the news. Now let's get into the divisional breakdown, AFC North. Divisional breakdown, the AFC North. All right. First up for the divisional breakdown, we got the Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens finished 14 and 2 last season. Um, the huddle has their O-line ranked number one. Um, I mm. do believe that they lost uh, Marshall Yonder, though. Uh, he's – I don't think he lost it through injury. I didn't put any notes on that, but I think he's – um, if, if I'm not mistaken, they did draft the OT in the third round, right? Yes. Uh, Tyree, third or fourth round. Tyree right. Phillips out of Mississippi State. And uh, they got Ben – I'm going to jack Bredesen? Yeah. Oh, thank Bredesen, you. something like that. Bredesen out of Michigan. So, yeah, they did replenish um, their offensive line. Um, they were number one in the league in terms of rushing attempts with 596. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, that's what made them deadly last year. Between you had Lamar Jackson, you had Mark Ingram, mm-hmm. you had Gus Edwards. These were just three of the biggest runnings, running, uh, part of the biggest rushing attack in the league, and that's what made them so uh, dominant. Uh, yep. Particularly Lamar Jackson because of how he how he damaged defenses um, with his feet as well as man how efficient he was through the air. Now he said he was the QB one last season. Do you think that there's been a lot of expectation of Lamar Jackson possibly regressing um, because now there's film on him? I mean, for a full season, do you think that his numbers will drop as far as efficiency wise? Um, because don't nah, they were no. kind of hard to main, maintain. Uh, through I don't know, bro. I think now I do think he may throw a little bit more, a couple, you know, a little bit more interceptions. He threw six last season, um, but as far as the thirty-six touchdowns, I expected to probably either stay the same or go higher. I mean, the problem is when you play in the Ravens, you have to account for Lamar Jackson running the ball, which means their receivers will see a lot of man coverage because you kind of got to stack the box, like you said. They we're the best team on the on the ground last season. Mm-hmm. So you have to account for that. And if 
Hollywood Brown, all that speed, you know, he <laughs> thirty six touchdowns might be <laughs> like I said, he might he might top that. I just don't see how, you know, his production um would uh decrease. Facts. And, and any quarterback on any quarterback on the ground is deadly enough, man. I mean, even right. even if you have film on him, man. Remember they look 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 way back when Vic wasn't uh, playing, cuz right, no exactly. how many years, man, you have film on uh film on Vic, you still can't stop the dude, man. This is mm-hmm. this reincarnation, man. Lamar is going to again, like you said, Jalen, man, he's going to either stay stay the same or increase. And I think he's, he's definitely gonna increase, you know what I mean? For sure. I like that analogy with uh Michael Vick and uh Lamar Jackson. I mean, in terms of rushing ability, Michael Vick was like he was a he's a created character. Like you just couldn't stop him on the ground. Facts. No matter what right. you did. I, I kind of get the the same vibe. I think that Lamar Jackson would be a better passer though. Um, exactly. I was, about, right, to, I was right. about to say the same thing. Good point. Good point. I think his numbers will drop. Not not because he's he's getting worse. It's just the fact that he'll probably have to throw a little bit more this season because I think. So are you are you saying that his rushing numbers will drop or his passing numbers will drop? Um, I think his, I think his rushing numbers will go, will, will go down a little bit. Not something okay. that's going to make you say, "Oh, well, I'm not going to take Lamar Jackson in the first round, or right. you know, the second round," because I think he's still going to be deadly as a rusher. I just think he's going right. to pass a little bit more. It's going to tilt, you know. Whereas he was running more than he was passing, it's going to tilt right. back to the. It's going to tilt a little bit more to the passing. I think. I agree with you though. I, I agree with you. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Here, here's the thing, because now it, it, we're coming to the time where, you know, one of these two quarterbacks is going to go off the board between Lamar Jackson or, home, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. If you look at the, if you compare the stats on both of them, you know, I mean, clearly Lamar, you know, he's, he is upside is, is very much better than, than Patrick, right? You know what I mean? As far as skill set goes, you know, but, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Patrick got that, Patrick got a, a core that's unstoppable, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, who who would you, as far as if you're looking at, okay, I got I got to get some points. I got to get some points every week, guaranteed 20, 25, 30 points. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who would you go for first? I personally would go for Lamar Jackson first. Mm-hmm. Out, out of him and Mahomes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going for Lamar. And I feel the same. you know that I, his rushing ability is going to get tip the scale in his right, favor. Right. And he's still going to get rushing touchdowns. You know? Right. It's just Like I said, well, I agree with you. Now, just with the like, yards, I think his yards will go up. I think he only had 3,100 last season. I'm looking probably to take that maybe up 1,000. And if he can get me on the ground like 800, 820, I'm completely fine with that because either either way, that's still going to be – he probably still going to lead the league or, you know, as far as quarterbacks rushing and uh-huh. scoring. So I'm completely fine with that. You right. got four running backs now that that are capable – of getting big yards on the ground. We just talked about Gus. Um, you know, Ingram is still a man. You know, give some of those carries to the running backs, let them do it. But I think Lamar, his only upside, I mean, he can only go up. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the highest completion rates um, in the red zone last season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That was only exactly. Breeze, only Breeze uh, Ryan Tannehill, and Jared Goff were better. So mm. that's, I mean, he, dude is deadly. And I, his, uh, his draft value is warranted. He's he's one of those players that can tip the scale in your favor to win um, almost yeah. every other every week, not every other. Mm-hmm. Now you brought up Marquise uh, Marquise Brown. He was he was the wide receiver forty six. Um, 
last season. But mm-hmm. the thing about him, and I, I kind of have him, uh, he's one of my comeback player. Well, not comeback player. He's more of a breakout. And the reason why I say that is because yeah. he was hurt uh-huh. last season. Yeah. Right. Now he's healthy. He's put on. He's put on weight. He still got the same speed. He's going. I think he's going to be. He's going to be in for a good year. And it, right. that's why I say the passing for Lamar for the Baltimore Ravens is going to tilt higher. They're going to be. They're going to be one of those teams that passes a little bit more than they run, but the run game is still right. going to be efficient. It's still going to be deadly. And Marquise right. Marquise Brown is going to be one of the beneficiaries of the increased pass work because he's healthy now. Maybe that was one of the reasons why they felt like they couldn't um, pass the ball maybe more than what they were doing. They were just killing you with the run because of how well they were running the ball. But if Marquise Brown is hurt and your only other passing option who they really didn't use was Miles Boykins, um, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of is like, okay, well, you know, Marquise is healthy. We can throw him the ball a little bit more. And you see how he, he was burning dudes injured. He was burning yep. guys injured. Yeah. That's what he'll yeah, look true. like this year, fully healthy. True. Yeah. I mean, sit down, Tyreek Hill. You ain't the best. And, <laughs> and then you still, you know, they still got, like you said, you you brought up Miles Boinkin. They still got Willie Sneed. Yeah. Um, I do like Jaleel Scott, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got, they got uh, a nice Duvernay out of Texas. Yeah, they did. Um, yep, they did. So they do have some wide receivers. Oh, not to, well, this is kind of somber news. They did have Des Bryant in for um, a practice workout, but they didn't sign him. He left Baltimore without a deal. Wow. So there's that, you know. What could have been? He don't fit that scheme. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, he doesn't fit that scheme. They have speed I mean, guys. Right. And yeah. He'd be slowing them up. I mean, he like like you know. I don't want to sound like a biased fan, and will know since last season when we did the podcast. I was definitely against Des coming back to Cowboys, but really, Des, I was. Yeah, was. But Des is his best what? option now is to go go to the Cowboys. Why not? We're not trying to get off the topic, but real quick, why not though, man? Like you seriously? All right. All right, like you said, I'm only going to take a couple seconds. Now, <laughs> last season on the podcast, I told Will, you know, it was rumored that Des in 2017 was in Dak. You know, him and Witten was in Dak's ear, which is, you know, which is why Dak's interceptions went up. He was forcing Des the ball, and there was no positive outcome of that happening. So when Des got cut, I was happy. You know, I'm like, okay, okay, I see. Bringing some new guys, you know, we got Gallup. Did we, you know, later on in the season, we traded for Murray, and then Dak takes a huge leap forward. So I just thought, you know, Daz was holding that up. But now, you know, if he comes to the Cowboys now, he knows his role. You're not going to be this, you know, receiver one, two, or three, possibly fight for four. But, you know, you know your role. Getting in the red zone. and But he can't He can't fit it with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that wasn't a, a better, a best fit. So we'll see where else he uh, he could land uh, as he continues to go see for his workouts. Um I'll, I'll save my comments for the the Des hate later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we we talked about the run game briefly. Um, with Mark Ingram, um, his ADP is a four eleven. Uh, I think it was a little lower during in the earlier part of the off season. Right. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, J.K. Dobbins was supposed to be the guy to replace him, and that's the vibe that. 
seemed to be going around um, in fantasy circles. Now it mm-hmm. seems like people are softening up on that and they're moving to pick up Mark Ingram on the cheap. Right. Are you buying this? This this switch in momentum? Because I to me, um, you saw what he did last season. He only had two hundred and two yeah. carries, but he still cracked a thousand yards. He still had ten touchdowns. Um he had five through the air. He he's he was very efficient for what they asked him to do. He still cracked five yards of carry. Um mm-hmm. I just he's a he's a underrated running back because he this is something that he does uh, nearly every year. He saw what he did with the Saints, even though he was right with Alvin Kamara. Then he comes over to Baltimore. He's splitting time there, but he's still you know he's still a top twenty running back. I would I had him as my he was like my RB RB two or three in one of my mm-hmm. lineups. I was I was satisfied with what he was doing. I just want. If they could give him some more carries, um, that would be great. But I think what they do is they kind of run him during the during the game, and then when the game is like out of hand and they're up by like three touchdowns, they take him out and they put Gus Edwards in, and he just runs over everybody to run the game out. So I kind of right. get that the scheme that they're doing. I would definitely target uh, Mark Ingram for my. Argument. But the, I think the thing is with targeting Mark Ingram, like you said, he had two hundred and two attempts, you know, carries. That's only twenty six more than Lamar Jackson, so it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard for me to bite on Mark Ingram because because of, the, of Lamar Jackson. Right. We, you know, we're saying you know we're hoping that Lamar Jackson carries go down, but let's say they run him even more, then it's taking more carries away from Mark Ingram. Right. So I kind of I don't I don't I wouldn't touch him. That's, That's just me. Side. He does produce, like you said, he is efficient, but me personally, I wouldn't touch him because of Lamar. Okay. I see, and that's where we differ. Uh, that, but that's more, of, <laughs> for lack of a better word, hope. <laughs> right. I'm hoping that Lamar Jackson's rushes go down, and they go to get funneled back into the running backs. You know, because my thing is, Lamar Jackson is good as a runner. There's no disputing that. But when your mm-hmm. when your quarterback is taking a lot of rushing attempts, the the potential for him to get hurt starts to go up. And I that's true. If I'm, yeah. If I'm a head coach, I don't want to stop that part of his game. I just want him to be. I want him to be a quarterback. I want him to be a quarterback right. first. Then he can run. A quarterback that can run. That's all. Right. But if that happens, those carries got to go to Mark Ingram first. So that's the. Whole well, thing. yeah, but um, but but again, it goes to saying that if that's his bread and butter, if that's if. If that's a sure way of, of knowing that he can get yards and get progression, man, you know what I mean? Then why stop it, you know? Exactly. Sometimes I And I was actually I was actually just gonna say that. Because usually when something works, you don't run away from that. Right. You keep on doing it. Or, you know, in some cases you do it more. Mm-hmm. So like Mark said, why wouldn't I keep running with Lamar? I know y'all can't stop it. That RPO is almost unstoppable in the Ravens offense. Yeah. Why would I stop doing that? Yeah, you got very good point. Very good point. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, I like Mark Ingram. I just hope that they throw a little bit more his way. That's all. But, um, <laughs> let's, we can wrap up the Ravens with the tight end position. Um, Mark Andrews, he was the tight end five last season, 98 targets, uh, fifth ranked among tight ends. Hayden Hurst is gone. Yep. He's with Atlanta. Right. That frees up a few more targets. 
Uh, Nick Boyle is still there, but he's not really much mm-hmm. of a pass catcher. Um, I think they drafted a tight end, too. Uh, yeah, they drafted, I think, e- Eli Wolf. Was it? No. I think Eli Wolf was – he. they definitely d- did draft a tight end. I don't know if that's to replace um, Hayden Hurst. I'm probably looking for Nick Boyer, but their tight end groups. Um, as long as you got Mike Andrews, you should be fine. Yeah. I didn't see that in the um, I didn't see that on their draft report. But that I'm gonna definitely look again, but I I do think they drafted the tight end. But to to more to Mark Andrews' point, he's got to be the he's got to be the what second or third pass catcher behind maybe Brown and Ingram because mm-hmm. they don't really throw mm-hmm. to uh, the other wide receivers. We don't really know what Devin Duvernay's uh you know role gonna is gonna be yet, and he's still got to work past Willie Snead and Miles Boykins too. So, right. um, I, me, Mark Ingram, Mark, not Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, they both Marks, the two Marks. Um, yeah. Mark Andrews is one of the guys, he's a tight end that I would reach for if I decided to go mm-hmm. in the earlier rounds and grab one. Um, the offense is just too good to pass up, even though the passing volume perspective-wise is not great, but he's still going to be one of the guys that you target. So, especially in right. the third zone. So he's right, right. going to be Mark Mark Andrews ADP. I don't have it in front of me, but I know he's one of the top five or top four tight ends to be looked at this year. I think even right. circles they done bumped uh, Zach Ertz out and replaced him with Mark Andrews. So that's another thing. But which was news mm-hmm. to me. I mean, <laughs> I can be wrong on that. I'm going to double check that too. So no, I don't think you're wrong. I, um, matter of fact, I'll look for you right now. Then, well, you know, I'll yeah, yeah. Oh, well, another point I wanted to, to bring out about why I like Mark Andrews, he was targeted uh, twenty times in on deep routes. He was first yep. in the league among tight ends. So for mm. whatever reason, he just they just forget about him in the secondary. He just he's out and right, boom, uh, getting hit. He's getting right. hit for big yardage. So right, that that's a positive, especially when it's in a tight end position. Um, you know, they don't really get a lot That's of... That's until my man Blake Jarrett would step in. Yeah, Blake Jarrett. <laughs> 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 having a good camp, too. But yeah. I'm kind of sidetracking with Cowboys talk. <laughs> All right, moving on. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They finished 8-8 eight and eight last year. Um, we know that the real reason behind why they finished so low uh, was because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't there. He only played two games before he got knocked out with an uh, elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Out for the season, um, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges suck. So, Egg Rudy, <laughs> they were horrible. It was it was tough watching them. Facts. Um, Big Ben's ADP is at the eleven ten. Oh, I'm not touching Big Ben. I don't care, dude. I ain't no. touching that, dude. That's not that's not. It's it's a little high for maybe a QB two, but. The real issue behind Big Ben is that people are kind of scared to to target him, and it, either him or the skill players for the Steelers because of the injury. Um, right. Is that one of your concerns? I'm not trying to project it, but is that what people should be worried about? Big Ben's health heading into this into his seventeen. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I just. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 like, come on, dude. Uh, Big Ben has a man. 
his resume, man, as far as injury concerned, dude, is uh he does get nicked up. <sighs> dude, yeah. When when he's healthy though, he he does, you know, he does perform well. Um he's all, I'm a, yeah, I must say all the time. He's I think, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's he he, he, he yeah. performs like really well. But the like you like Mark said, you know, he gets hurt. The last couple of seasons he's been hurt. And I'm not banking. I'm not I can't take that risk, especially with the nah. quarterback. That mm. quarterback spot gets you all your points. Yeah. I can't take that risk. Well, you're not drafting him as a as a QB one. You're you're more than likely no. taking him as your second QB. And I'll no. say this much. Even though he's been banged up a little bit, well, yeah, I'll say a little bit. The passing offense for the last three years outside of last season has been the top five. Now you could attribute right. that to having Antonio Brown there and Le'Veon Bell. But even with James Conner as the running back and you slide in Juju Smith-Schuster in the yeah. season, they were still one of the top, uh, maybe top three passing offenses in the league, especially in terms of att- in, uh, attempts. So Ben was slinging it. And I think that's what you want to look for um, in an offense. You want to look for that passing, right. that high passing volume because that trickles down to the wide receiver. Which brings me to Juju. Um He's my – I've been compiling a list of players who are going to have comeback seasons, and Juju's another one of those guys. I think with Big Ben returning, um, you get that upside with Juju having a resurgent season. We saw what what it looks like without Big Ben in the offense. It just looks putrid, it, and mm-hmm. it didn't really benefit um, to have those guys in your lineup because – you couldn't trust Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. They were too inconsistent, too wild, and they hurt the offense overall as opposed to what it looks like or what it could look like with Big Ben there. And now that Big Ben's healthy, right. and there's no real <clears throat> there's no real reason to say, oh, well, I mean, everybody's going to have their opinions, and I'm not knocking you guys. I'm just saying based on reports out of camp, Big Ben's healthy. So if Big Ben's healthy, right. I got to roll with it, which means – yeah. Production is going to come for Juju. Um, he finished out. Of, he said he finished outside of the top fifty among wide receivers last season, and he had his own injuries to deal with. He played twelve games, lose Big Ben over the first two, and his numbers and Juju's numbers took a hit. But that just again, I, I'm not trying to beat this point to death, but it just shows you how bad Mason Rudolph and Doug Hodges were. Um, well, you know, what? I agree with you. Yeah. Now. I don't like to give away sleepers, but you know I can't hold on to them as a prospective fantasy analyst. <laughs> but when you look at the Steelers, I like uh, the young boy Chase Claypool. Um, Who? Yeah, exactly, right. Chase Claypool. <laughs> no, wait. What did you say? I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm talking. I, hear what you say. I, I brought up some. I brought up a sleeper that I've been paying attention to. Um, Who did second, you say? I'm about to tell you. Can I? Can I oh, go ahead. Go. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I'm sorry. Uh, second round rookie, um, the Steelers second round rookie, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Uh, oh, okay. All right. That's not really a sleeper. It, why isn't it? I mean, are you drafting him in the early rounds? Heck no. Yeah, exactly. So he's a sleeper. Because no, nah, because of I don't mean he's a sleeper. That means that just means other people. You know, there may be other people, you know, better than him. Um, but 
He always does this to me every episode. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, he played, you know, um, his last year in college, because that's why I know it's not slavery, because he put like a thousand yards up. Yeah, with like good. But when you 10 plus teams. But he has to come, he has to get on the, he has to get on, he has to get ahead of one of the wide receivers that's up there now. He has to either beat out James Washington or Deontay Johnson. And I'm kind of hoping it's uh, James Washington. Uh, he does, Claypool does everything at a much higher perceived level than James Washington. He's faster. Right. He's bigger. He can be used all over the field. Um, he mm-hmm. can go over the middle. Um, he's got crazy body control, and he attacks the he he attacks the ball kind of like um uh, like Des Bryant, but he's much faster. <laughs> I mean, okay. you combine all those things. That's a good prospect. And um, I've been keeping up with the reports out of camp. Um, he's been having a pretty decent camp. It's just a matter of can he build that trust with Big Ben in the short amount of time that he has and surpass, you know, James Washington. Because I think right now Deontay Johnson is the uh, wide receiver two on the depth chart. So he's going right. to beat Washington to get that job, which still makes him a sleeper. If he gets the mm-hmm. job or he beats him out during the season, you got yeah, to steal right off the waiver wire if you're right. not going to – you know, strategize a way to keep him on your team um, during the draft. Right. And then I got you. I got you. move over to tight ends. Um, Eric whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, go ahead. Did I miss something? Is it me, Mark, or did he just, like, completely skip over the running backs? Oh, I did. You were right. Yeah, he did skip over the running backs, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, really, it don't even matter, but. How about to say? How about But I like James Washington. I mean, uh, James Conner. James Conner. Um, because of the because of what he has been able to do while he's on the field, mm-hmm. um, I think what was it two two years two seasons ago or last season? No, not yeah. last yeah. the season before. So two seasons ago, top five. He was a top five running back in PPR. Oh yeah, and he only played like fourteen games. It's just a matter. That was a show. That was a, that was a show up Le'Veon Bell, dude. That was a show. Yeah. That was a show him up. And then this <laughs> season, it's like it was this season. It's like, dang, the Steelers wish they had Le'Veon Bell, man. Like, what the heck, guys? You know, right. Like, but that just attributes to his injury history. It's not big okay. And that's one of the knocks on James Conner, which is why he's uh, he's about the third round in terms of ADP. But I think that's a good spot to take him. If you're you must say that's still a good spot to take him. If mm-hmm. Exactly. You're roll the dice on James Conner, even despite his injury history, you could get one yeah. get a top five running back right. at a cheaper price. And you can have a better built team if you decide to pick up a wide receiver instead. And if you're into the handcuff game, I would say pick up Benny Snell. I think he's going to be the the running back two behind James Mm -hmm. Conner. They drafted Anthony McFarlane in the fourth round. There's been talk of Jalen Samuels not making the team because of the new additions for the new addition of McFarlane kind of making him obsolete. So you have your you have your starter in James Conner. You have your handcuff in um, Benny Snell, and you roll with that. Right, you'll be fine. If and if he does make it to fourteen games or sixteen games, he's going to produce. So I didn't mean to skip over James Conner. I was getting a little ahead of myself. Thank you, Jalen, for guessing me. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> I think that's why I'm here. <laughs> Keep me on track. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> 
Mark was going to let you keep going. I was like, hold, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm looking at the right back. I'm like, James Conn. I'm like, oh, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> got it. All right. Finally, tight end, Eric Ebron. Um, he's one of my he's another one of my sleepers at tight end. He's Absolutely. Rich. Yeah. Um, I think he's his ADP is around the thirteenth round or so, a little later. Mm-hmm. But um this is love where, Eric Ebron. Yeah. This is where not having defined pass catchers behind Juju Smith comes into play. And while we did mention Deontay Johnson, his potential for a bigger season than last year because of how he played despite not having Big Ben, you don't have as many. In order to get that uh, that top-end passing attempt volume that the Steelers have been known for over the years, mm-hmm. um, I think you bring in a guy like Eric Ebron who – has shown that when you target him, especially in the red zone, he can produce for you. We saw what he right. did a couple of years ago with the Colts, with Andrew Luck. He had one of the best seasons of his career, mm-hmm. with, you know, with Andrew Luck. Um, I think when you bring a red zone threat like that to the Steelers, I was just going to say that. Yeah, right. I, then we we on the same wave. He's and the, and go ahead. and they have I think they still got Vance McDonald too, right? Mm-hmm. No, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they gave him the boot. Do they? Because I'm looking at their depth chart. Because I got the I got the depth charts. It still say you on there. Maybe they need to be updated. Um, they said it was updated. Hold on, what's today? The 25th? No, the 23rd. It said it was updated yesterday. If he's still, he's still there, on here. If he's still on, all right, then that's my mistake. If he's still on there, he's not the tight end one. He's he's just he's just not a good pass catcher. He yeah, Eric, take it right. over. Yeah, for sure. Good, they haven't had a good pass catching tight end that was fantasy relevant. Since uh, Heath Miller. Miller, I was about to say. Right, yeah. Like, yeah. like you said, if if, Bron- if Eric Ebron gets a competent quarterback, it's, man. Yeah. Then Roethlisberger yeah. with Eric Ebron is going to be dangerous. That's going to be crazy, man. But yeah. again, bringing that hot topic back, man, will Sam Darnold be better than Ben Roethlisberger? Absolutely, man. That's what oh, I'm thinking. Oh. Come on, come now on, you, now come you on man. I'm thinking, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that bet. He's going to be, he's going to raise up the, uh, rank up the, uh, oh, you know. Oh, you know oh, what oh. I'm thinking. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Don't cap for the don't cap for the uh for the podcast. Are you genuinely saying that? I'm genuinely saying that, cuz. <laughs> I'm genuinely saying that, dude. Yes, I am. Okay, okay on Mark. Mile, you on that mile high dude. Hey. Get out of here. Listen, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening. I, 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 I think I can see it. Sam Darnold. Y- y- y'all should be y'all, nah, y'all should be writing this down, man. He's gonna say Cisco. Mark says Sam Darnold's be better than Ben Roethlisberger. I'm like, yeah. Let's believe. Wow. Whenever, whenever we finish recording, and then I I post the uh the podcast, I go back and listen to it, and I jot down all the crazy stuff y'all say. <laughs> I got a whole black. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling. Listen, that's that's number one. Number one. I hope you jot down the stuff you say because oh, you say far more crazier stuff than me and Mark. Mm-hmm. I do. Best, best believe. But that. although I am on the Sam Donald train. I do not agree with that. So uh, don't, don't. I feel you. I feel. But mark my words. Pun intended, man. Sam Donald is going to be better than Ben Roethlisberger, man, this season. Yo, that's like a new segment to me. Mark my words. Yo, <laughs> we have to get that in there. But all right, let's let's keep going. We're going to move on to the Cleveland Browns. They finished mm. ten. I'm um, excited about this team. I, yeah, I am too. I am too. I guess we all. This is one of the few episodes that we're going to agree on stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For particular reasons, Freddie Kitchens is, you know, he's gone. 
You bring in Kevin. Thank you. Yeah, for real. Oh, I couldn't stand him, man. Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator, but we don't know if he's going to be calling plays for the Cleveland Browns. That could right. be a duty that Kevin Stefanski keeps for himself. You know, first year head coach, he comes in, he wants to leave his mark. What way do you, what better way to do that than to be calling the offense yourself? And mm-hmm. we see right. how the offense worked in Minnesota. Um, I believe the Minnesota Vikings sported a top eight offense, total offense, with uh, Stefanski calling plays. If he could bring, mm-hmm. you don't, well, if you've been paying attention to football, if he brings that offense to the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns could be the dark horse of this division. I was actually going to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah. Um, now, I already got a dark horse for the season, but that's not until our last episode. Well, I'm Okay, I'm sorry. Nah, no, nah, I'm saying. Um, I, I agree with you, like, the Browns, I really want them to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. <laughs> I just want them to be good because they have all the they have all the pieces, right? Exactly. Baker Mayfield doesn't. He's not trash, and Sam Darnold's not going to be better than this one by any stretch. For, are you? No, 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 no. First, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Then we can go over our who's Sam Darnold better than blah blah. blah. He. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Baker May, do Baker that. Mayfield. Wait, you going to do? You're going to say he's not better than Baker Mayfield, but then going to say he's better than Big Ben? No, no, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, well, we always we always ask a question, who's going to who's gonna, uh, take the division this year, right? You know what I mean? And I, you know, again, I want to do this early. I know the, the Browns are definitely going to. The Browns are definitely going to, man. You know what I mean? Division. To take the division this year. Right. I, I feel like they're going to. You know what I mean? They had, they, their offense is that tight, man. Baker's going to be better than, than, than Roethlisberger for sure. You know what I mean? Stat-wise and everything, because, you know what I mean? Um... Sam is not. I don't. I don't think Sam is going to be better than Baker Mayfield. So I'm a hold. I'm a hold back on that. But I, I still rest my case on on Sam being better than Ben Roethlisberger. But I'm gonna let you go on. Go ahead. Man. Here you go. You got it. <laughs> Baker finished. He was the QB 19. Last year. He had 30 over 3800 yards. Uh, his completion percentage wasn't wasn't good. He was ranked 31st in the league. At what about Baker last year? Was a good period. Well, that that attributes to more about how the offense was ran. The offense around mm-hmm. was pretty wasn't good. Um, one of the gems that was decent about the offense was the run game. You saw uh, how dominant Nick, Nick Chubb looked um, as a rusher, and then when you bring in Kareem Hunt as a pass catching back, you combine those two factors. The run game was mm-hmm. probably the best aspect of the Browns' offense last season. Um, yeah, in terms of yep. fantasy, um, it was a gem. Uh, Nick Chubb finished the RB8. Um, Kareem Hunt came in. He averaged 12.7 yards uh, per game in fantasy. Um, he only had 37 targets over eight games, but he still averaged about nearly five targets a game. Now, if you give him a role um, as one of the pass catchers, as one of the more dominant pass catchers, because uh, reports out of the Browns camp was that they've been, they've been thinking about him uh, becoming one of the you know, a, a a hybrid wide receiver slash running back because they don't really have another running uh, wide receiver after Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry. So if you give him the third wide receiver spot and he can take carries out of the backfield, you have a hybrid player. Are you talking about Kareem? Yeah. He's you don't like Rashad Higgins? No. 
They don't like mm. Rashad Higgins. Mm. He's not better than Kareem Hunt <laughs> in terms of a passer. Right. No, no, I'm not saying he better, but I'm saying Rash- I don't think Rashad Higgins is bad. He's not fantasy. And, and no, no, no. Okay, no, and he's not. No. That's the that's the crux of it. Right. If you give what's been speculated right now is whether or not Kareem Hunt is going to have his own standalone value. Um, based on how Stefanski ran things in, in Minnesota, you would say initially I would say no, Kareem won't have standalone value because Nick Chubb doesn't. He's not a bad uh, pass catcher. We actually right. saw his targets go up um, from his rookie year to last year, so they do trust him as a passer. If he's not better than Kareem Hunt, um, but he's better than Kareem Hunt as a rusher. Right, but like I said, if they do decide to give him his own his own role, maybe the third wide receiver, he's catching maybe four or five targets a game, and he's getting 12, tar- 12 rushes out of the backfield, that's still a pretty good line. Mm-hmm. Just to have Kareem Hunt, um, and if, you know, God forbid something happens to Nick Chubb, he goes down with an injury, Kareem Hunt comes in, he is the man. So his value in terms of fantasy is – it's been creeping up draft boards, and it's been um, – I don't have his ADP in front of me. But he – Kareem Hunt has definitely been talked about as, as a um, later mm-hmm. round draft to have his own value. And well, definitely. I think they, they'll run the ball enough where it won't impact Nick Chubb. Because like, right. the, thing, the thing people have been saying or I've been noticing on Twitter is like, oh, well, Kareem Hunt stole Nick Chubb's passing attempts last season when he came in. Yeah, but that's right. not there anymore. That was Freddie Kitchens trying to get Kareem Hunt involved. That's not there anymore. And if Stefanski is really going to run the ball between both running backs, there should be more than enough work uh, between both of them to get the job done. Right. Um, now we move on to the wide receivers. We already like you basically out. said, it's Jarvis and Odell. And nobody so- else. Yeah, go to the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I did, he, uh, I got Odell as one of my, I got Odell Beckham as my uh, comeback player. He's another comeback player. Oh yeah, player. oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the core injury last season. It kind of hampered him. He tried to rough, you know, play tough and play mm-hmm. through it, but it didn't work. Um, his overall stats took a hit. He finished a wide receiver twenty five. Um, he did have one hundred three targets, but he only had. Uh, 55%, 55.6% catch rate. So, it was, let's say he it was uh, it was a good year. He still put up a thousand yards too, injured. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. Throughout this whole team, the only question about this offense that I have is Baker. Me personally, I don't think he's that good. Really? I don't think I would say I don't think Baker's that good. So when you say will Sam Dunn be better than Baker? Yes, he will be. But <laughs> I don't. <laughs> they, I, but I think it's just the Browns. You know, they have a hard time drafting QBs. Now, he's better than Johnny Manziel, but I don't look at Baker as uh, like a future, well, you know, QB. Right, right. But here's the thing, man. Uh-huh. Baker, Baker's a gunslinger too. You know, and that's what this team needs, man. This team, especially with, with a, a good core, a group like with Jarvis and Odell. You need a gunslinger like Baker, man. You know what I mean? Like you this, do. This is, yeah, this is you perfect for. What I don't understand is them bringing in Case Keenum. That's what I don't understand. You know what I mean? He's just a yeah. backup. Okay. Yeah, he's like, just a backup. 
he's not yeah, there to push, th- he's not there to push uh Baker for the job. I'm about to say because I'm like Baker's better way. I'm like, come on, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just that's a no brainer. I, I I definitely like the idea of a gunslinger. Tony Romo was a gunslinger, but you know, if you're gonna be a gunslinger, mm-hmm. you have to be accurate sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can I want you throwing the ball up, yeah, but I don't want you throwing the ball to the other team. And he basically did that almost just as many times as he threw a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-one interceptions. You're right. Twenty-two and twenty-one. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. But see, this is where you. Where this is where coaching. <clears throat> I repeat. Yeah. This is where coaching yeah. matters. Oh, trust me. I know about coaching. I mean, my team had to deal with Jason Garrett for the last two years. But I definitely know about coaching. And but, coaching ain't nothing different, cause seriously. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Because you bring in. Look what. Kevin Stefanski was able to do with Kirk Cousins. Just I mean, season. yeah, but at the same time, if you're a, if you're a good quarterback, sometimes your play outweighs the bad coaching. Yeah. Tony Romo, that, that's, on some that's on some quarterbacks, man. Some quarterbacks do. Not a fresh quarterback. You're also using. You're also comparing guys who've been in the league longer. Romo, yeah, you're getting a sidetrack again. Romo. Okay, well, let's. All right, well, no, 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 now, what I'm saying to Will, well, I'm not obviously I'm not comparing Tony Romo's entire career to Baker's first two years. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying within their first two, you know, or let's take Dak for example, for his first two years, did he play as bad as Baker no. with Jason Garrett as his coach? No, no. But you're comparing. But you, if you put Garrett and Kitchens in a lineup, people are going to take Garrett first. Garrett. But but we both agree they're bad coaches. Yeah, they both bad. But it's like who's worse? <laughs> <laughs> we already know who's worse because one of them don't. I'm, I'm just saying, like, like Mark said, he's a gunslinger. But if you're going to be a gunslinger, and when you have two receivers who actually go up and get the ball, like Odell, Odell doesn't give up on play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Odell goes up and gets the ball. So does Jarvis. Odell. You're out throwing them to the opponent, like. You have to be accurate, yeah. and that's that's the only issue I have with this offense. They got Austin Hooper now, still got David and Joku. The only question I have about this offense is the quarterback. Yeah, you're right, and and I'll give you that because uh, in in terms of his deep passing, uh, his deep passing attempts were 74. He was ranked seventh in the league, but his deep pass completion percentage was 39.2, which was 11. So he wasn't. He could be a little bit. He could be definitely be more accurate. And yeah, more, yeah. I think that's where you get you bring in a coach that reigns him in. You know, pick your spots. Right. And you have to throw deep. I think he's he's in for a bounce back years too. Okay, I'm on the list. He's better. Than I mean, Darnold. I'm for it. <laughs> Sam Darnold gonna be. You know, I'm gonna let Mark say he don't think Sam Darnold gonna gonna be better than Baker. Nah, not I nah. do. I have I have much love for Baker, man. I, I, I think Baker. East, because I want to know where all this love for Sam Darnold. I'm, I'm not saying. Listen, I, I feel like <laughs> Sam Darnold, man, he has something to prove. I, I feel like he he got. We'll say that for another episode. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> 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 Cincinnati. 
Cincinnati Bengals finished two and fourteen. They sucked. But yeah, who cares, man? Because they drafted Joe Burrow. Um, yep. I think that was one of their offseason. There was one of their offseason targets. They picked. They also picked up T. Higgins, um, in the draft this year, second round out of Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Dalton's no longer there. He's backing up Dak, and I'm not even gonna get into that. Um, we need to do the NFC East, like. Oh, that's gonna be the starter, baby. Yes, that's gonna be the crux episode right there. But Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow coming in, he's filling Andy. He's taking over for Andy Dalton. Um, I'm gonna put it to you like this: We don't know what Burrow's gonna do because he's a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. I went and looked for rookie averages. I think this they're about 3,500 yards passing and 23 mm-hmm. touchdowns. Right. Do you think he cracks that? Because if he does, that kind of puts him, I think, about... Uh, what was the number? The QB 15. 3,520 something touchdowns? 23 touchdowns? You think 22 touchdowns. He, he overshadowed? I think he could do that. I think he could do that. Yeah, I feel like I feel like he can. Okay. Um, he just he just got to he just got to mend with uh with AJ, dude. I'm telling you, if once you mend with AJ, sky's the limit, man. For real. Like like we said earlier in the show, the receivers aren't bad. Right. Like they actually have a pretty good receiving core. Yeah, they do. Um, Tyler Boyd. Oh my God! Uh, what? Green, John Ross. John like Ross. you said, T. Higgins. Like <laughs> T. Higgins. this was this like the Bengals seriously could be a scary team. Yeah. Like they they seriously could be like a scary team, but that is all on the shoulders of Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if like we'll say if you could put up thirty five hundred, twenty three touchdowns, maybe six seven interceptions, that's a good year. Yeah, and you know the Bengals might be able to make some noise. Might, might. I don't yeah, think yeah I don't true. Think they're there yet. Um, right. You know, especially when you have a rookie just coming in with the, the having to deal with what they, you know, what everybody's been dealing with mm-hmm. with the pandemic. Um, he's definitely. I definitely see him putting the work in in terms of uh, what's been posted about his camp. Um, mm-hmm. I, I say yeah, I, I've been I've been watching that too. Give him a full off season, and we'll see what he can really do. Right. Um, I think he cracks that line too. I think I don't think that the Bengals will be in games too often this year, so he's going to have to throw. Um, and he, like we've already said, he does have good pass catching weapons. Uh, AJ Green is back after missing, you know, the 2019 season. John Ross, he started out really hot. Uh, mm-hmm, he did before he got busted up with injuries. He was the wide receiver and- too. Over the first two weeks, and like I said, mm-hmm. uh huh. But then he got hurt. Wait, well, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say he just paused. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, talking about John Ross. I said he was the wide receiver too. The first two weeks of the season, and mm-hmm. he got banged up. And uh, Ty, I think Tyler Boyd. If I had to target one of these wide receivers, I would probably target Tyler Boyd. I mm-hmm. think that yeah, facts. He finished the wide receiver eighteen. I think he's just the most. Stable piece in the offense. He don't get. He doesn't get yeah, right. hurt. You know, AJ Green's going to be taking attention away from him. Um, I, he just he's he's safe for me, especially at like the maybe the wide receiver two or three. Right. You know how I fold, you know set my team up. I would definitely like him on my squad out of and angles wide receiver. Right. But I still th- I still feel like Tyler's going to get uh the uh, as far as after this season goes more yards than AJ man. You know what I mean? Just because he is. Uh, such a consistent uh, receiver, man, like a, a stable receiver. 
And I still think like he's going to, you know, this past, I guess this past season was 1,046, man. I think he's going to kind of match that, you know. I really right. feel like Tyler is definitely going to be that new, you know, not to take away from AJ, but that, that spotlight spotlight's going to be on Tyler Boyd, man, for this season. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. And I definitely, I think he's actually underrated. Another, like, another receiver, like, when I think of Tyler Boyd is Galladay from the Lions. Like, they're, they're both, like, underrated. I think, you know, I look at them the same way. But Tyler Boyd actually, like, really got game. I watched a couple of Bengals games this this season. Don't know why, but I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, and he is amazing. I I love Tyler Boyd, and I agree with Mark. I think he'll, you know, put up more points, you know, you know, more yards, maybe more touchdowns than AJ Green. And you're gonna have to. I mean, the receivers need the ball because their tight ends suck. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that. Never mind. There's not really much to speak about because they don't no. have a title in this relevant. I would be I would be very I can't think of the word, but it would be very bad for me to try and recommend a tight end out of this group. Just nah, I'm not gonna do that. Right. They don't have a tight end. They don't have a tight end worth drafting. They don't have a tight no. end worth looking at. And there's there's too many other better options than trying to mm-hmm. look at yeah, yeah. Who they got? Uzmo, Uz- Uzoma? Who? Uzoma. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> as everything else, you know, you keep your eyes open. You know, maybe yeah. something happens, and you know, Joe Burrow likes Uzoma. That's true. Uzoma, whatever his name is. Who else they got? Drew Sample. Who? Drew Sample. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You never know. But you know, there's just too many other tight ends that are better than these guys that the Bengals Now, have. what we think about Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard? Joe Mixon don't got a – he don't have a contract. So mm. – Okay, so I guess it's not even worth mentioning. Because right. Giovanni Bernard is not carrying that uh, – He's got to get signed. He's got to get a new contract. He's looking for about um, $8 million a year, which I think mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty feasible for a running back. That's a, that's a, that sounds fair. Yeah, it sounds fair. Um, he finished the RB thirteen last season with eleven oh eleven hundred and thirty eight yards, eighth in the league, um, eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The only thing about Joe Mixon that people are have been fighting over, and I've seen this, they've been fighting over the fact that Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, um, his involvement in the pass game, and it's not right. It's not as great as other people would want you to believe. He's right. Only cracked. He hasn't cracked five higher than fifty five targets. Um, he's they they didn't use him in the passing game earlier on in the season, and then towards the end, you know, that's when he got hot. You know, games were basically over; they were just dumping the ball up to him. Um, I'm Mixon is decent for where you're getting him. Yeah, he's about the the back of the first round, um, likely in the early second. Mm-hmm. There's guys that I feel like are better than him, like. Miles Sanders and uh, yep. Kenyon Drake and Nick Chubb mm-hmm. and you know Derek Derrick Henry if he were to fall to the back of the first round I mean he, yeah he I think Derrick Henry was a uh, one hundred eight right like last episode so I would take Derrick yeah, yeah. there's just more guys that that do more to me they get they get more carries they get more targets they just do more in the offense so Joe Moore right. is not a bad pick. But just to me, there's just other guys that I would take over. Facts, yep. Yeah. That's what's hard being that middle uh, spot, man, especially when running backs go. 
and you and you right there next, and you got like Joe is six or seven pick, and Joe Mixon's right there. I'm like, dang, I don't want to take him. Right. But I gotta take him, but I don't want to take him. It's like, but he's right there. Yeah, I'm a, I, I, I did one fantasy draft already, like I was telling Will, and Joe Mixon was available. And who did I draft? Hold up, man. I'm about to check, like, real quick. Yeah, let me I, know, because I'm like, geez, Joe Mixon is, 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 a, he's instead, a, is a... Yeah, I drafted um Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard? Yeah, I drafted Jordan Howard over. Over Jordan Mixon? I mean, uh, Over Jordan Joe Mixon, Mixon, yeah, I did. Jordan, See, I don't know what about that. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was it was late. It was like late. I it think it was be. about Jordan. Was that? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, wait, huh? <laughs> Yo, jeez. It was the they let I Joe Mixon. That has to be like towards the eighth or ninth, seventh. It was somewhere the, between no. seven and nine. It was the tenth round. Jesus, dang! Go, Joe was still available. Yes, sir. Okay. Dog, this this is a sweet. What league was that, and how do I get parts? Because that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand that, man. All right, that we got through it, guys. The AFC North. Wait, wait, right, wait, wait, wait. We, we still got, we still got to get everybody's opinion on who's going to take the, the yeah, division. Who's taking the division? Will. Yeah, so I think you know what, and I think I, I think I made a mistake and just say that the Browns last time, man. But yeah, it's gonna be. No, nah, that wasn't too. a mistake. You, re- you okay. said it with yes. <laughs> no, I said, I said I said I said the Browns are gonna beat the Steelers. They're gonna be like second, uh, you know. what I mean, but the Ravens are gonna take it though, man. Yeah, you are gonna be the trailer. You gonna, <laughs> nah, gonna be the trailer. <laughs> Get out of here, cuz. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say because Mark you definitely like the, did say said, the Browns. What? He said the Browns. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to no. Oh, I, I meant to say. <laughs> Nah, yeah, you, you can't, you can't walk it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trailer, baby. That's right, the trailer. That'll wrap, that'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you for listening. As always, be sure to check out our website at thefantasyfinest.com. We appreciate you always for listening to us and giving us a chance. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave some reviews. Um, I think we're up to five on Apple. I like that. Let's get some more. (laughs) How we doing? Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Deuce. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.